Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. And today I want to unwrap with Ryan on how to improve at golf. So let's get into it. Okay, Ryan. Good morning to you, sir. Hello, Philip. How are you today? I'm fine, thanks. Good, good. Right, like I've really got like one major question for you. Okay. Like I'm in a position where I've got down to 5.7. Yeah. And now all that's on my mind is getting to scratch. When you were in my position, what actually helped you get to scratch and what got you to scratch? And then from there, how did how were you able to kick on to like plus four, plus five? Or like what what's what really got you there? Like Well, I know what you're saying, but this sort of what we were speaking about yesterday is a major major factor in it. Like when I I remember being a five handicapper, like I didn't get the scratch too young. I say I was probably eighteen, nineteen. So I remember playing off like five when I maybe got to sixteen. Yeah. But in the old system, if you remember, when you got to Category 1, which was 5 and below, you were only getting cut 0.1 at a time. Yeah. You know, I think in uh, the World Handicap System, like we said yesterday, it is it is much easier to get to scratch now. You know, It is much easier to get oh, to much, scratch. Much easier. Like, if you think, like, eight level powers in a row and you're scratch, you know, around a, a course that's rated... Mm. You know, round the spar. Whereas in the in the past, you were maybe getting what, like, say, say that your course rating. No, it wasn't the course rating then. What was it? The CSS it was like level par, and you're shooting level par. You're off five. You're maybe getting cut point four at a time. Tell me, like, what did you turn pro off? Uh, plus four point three. Plus four point. Plus four point three. Okay, yeah, but like and like. Like from five to let's say from five to scratch, did you like did you work on proximity to the hole? Did you work on wedge? Like, what? No, no, if I'm being honest, no proximity to the hole wouldn't have been anything I thought of. Like, 15 15 years ago, um, I grew up more in point and I was lucky. We had maybe like six, seven guys that were very similar growing up, so. Uh, the competitive streak in me sort of maybe came through. We were all sort of, you know, similar. There was always a couple. Junior and Reavy were always maybe two, three shots lower than us, and maybe that was a goal, you know, to get to get as low as them. So it was literally just competitiveness. Yeah, we had a great, great couple of guys. Like we had a senior cup team there that we think we played in this, the five guys in the senior cup team, maybe six for like maybe 10, 12, 13 years. We were all around. Yeah, you know. Uh, it was that sort of that, that competitiveness, but no, there was no ever uh, proximity to the hole. I grew and up did, like were you like were you you an avid practicer or were you just like playing? Oh, no, I was playing. I was a player. Yeah, just oh, just out there playing all yeah, the time. Yeah, I grew up five hundred yards from the first green in Warren Point, so every day. I remember like even in secondary school, maybe getting the bus was getting the bus home from Newry at half three, and it was still you maybe had like forty five minutes of light. And yeah. running, running to the golf course to get three holes in in the evenings, <laughs> you know hard, stuff like that. Yeah, because <laughs> um, I, I, I love playing and yeah. like practicing is always like, oh, you know, if I'm working on a new swing change or something like that, like I'll go and I'll hit balls and I'll work on a bit of technique. 
but it, I always just want to play. Yeah. And I do find uh, I get hot much quicker if I just play a lot, you know. Uh, but if I practice too much, not too much, too much probably, if I practice without playing, yeah, I, I, I find I forget how to score. Well, that's the main the thing. Yeah, it's just you know? it's the score that matters at the end of the day, isn't it? It is, yeah. But like one thing that like one thing that like has improved me a lot is actually working with a with a coach. Like I I work with Bernard, the the head pro and Nace, and without him, I wouldn't have been able to get down here. No. You know, I I just wouldn't have. It just wouldn't have been possible. Like, um, so I think for me, working with a coach, uh, not how, because we're in an age where there's so much information, it can be damaging. Yeah. You know, and oh, well, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like you can go down a rabbit hole on YouTube and you could be swinging the club in a very strange way like and to have someone like Bernard there who who can watch your swing see you develop even play play a bit with you to see where you're going wrong yeah and to be able to pull you up like my goal was to get into single figures last year and I was able to smash through that I was actually looking at breaking under five last year you know um without that kind of guidance and everything um I don't think that would have happened for me no, well, yeah. Bernard's excellent. Even just from chatting to him and work there, the understanding of the game he has. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I've met like I've met many a PGA pro, but well, he's a player as well, and he understands it. Oh, like, absolutely, you know? yeah. And he, oh, we've played with him. He can yeah. play. He can play. <laughs> he can definitely play. But it's it's not only that. It's when do you know what I love? It's it's when I'm in a lesson, right? Yeah, and. Uh, he's working on something with me and he's like, oh, I noticed you're doing this out in the course. Like, and if you, you know, and it, it might be only a quick tip, yeah. but he won't give you any more than that. He says, no, I'm not, I'm not giving you any more. Cause he understands you've got to play, you know, let's get that dialed in and then we'll, we'll kind of move on from there. We'll see where you, because sometimes in the golf swing as well, you know, yourself, it, it, if something sort of clicks, it can it can fix other things. Oh, well, that's all I'm ever after in the golf swing. I'm not technically minded at all. I just need this one feel. And the coaches yeah. I've worked with over the years, like Nigel up in uh, one point until it was sort of like nineteen twenty, and then I got a golf scholarship to the University of Ulster, and yeah. uh, was lucky enough to work with Johnny Foster for a number of years, and then his uh, assistant Chris Gallagher came on board, and I worked heavily with Chris for a number of years and it's actually when I played my best golf because okay. he, he he knew I didn't like you know Trackman I have got more involved with Trackman and I love what Trackman does but at that time I didn't want to see numbers you yeah. know I was more interested in just looking at the ball flight short game and he understood that and uh, yeah but that's one thing that you do the first time I ever played with you yeah I, I couldn't believe how you were controlling your ball flight yeah, well, that's all it, was, it is for me. Yeah, it was unreal, and I remember the third hole out in Carton House on the Montgomery course. It was like what One, two, two, three. two twenty into the wind. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> and it was like it was a heavy enough wind. Like we were all taking kind of hybrids and stuff like this, and you just d- d- decide to like squeeze this forearm out and it nearly pitched into the hole and actually ran long. Yeah, well, anyone that plays <laughs> me know I can throw it off the the back foot, handy enough. But I nearly play all like, the shots there. 
that's that's something that um you kind of develop growing up like oh absolutely and um, but not you know. not but i i was the opposite for years i hit the ball very high mm. you know and so i struggled maybe in the irish championships you know around links courses that maybe blow on 25 mile an hour yeah you know i didn't stand a chance yeah <laughs> and i sort of myself we need to we need to sort something out here and it was the ball flight it had to go yeah. down yeah, and, and Bernard's actually a big component of that. I remember the first time I ever played with him was out in uh, the K Club. Yeah. And it was the 16th hole of the K Club on the south course, and that's the stroking next one. Two of us are beside each other in the fairway, and uh, Dave is after putting one in close, and uh, Bernard's like, I just want to get closer than him. Yeah. And I think there was about, it was about, again, strong wind, but he must have sent the ball... I think only about 30 feet in the air. Yeah. And it, and it was close. And I was like, Jenny, what you hit there? Like it was an eight iron or something. Like and he was like, no, no, that was a six. Yeah. And, and at that moment I was like, oh, I see what's happening here. Like, you know, and it, like if you ever want to uh, understand or <clears throat> to learn how to play a knockdown, like he's definitely the man for that because it's, it's, he's, he's very good at squeezing them out there. Yeah, I actually find but, the, the video we put up on YouTube, the one about controlling the flight, yeah. I find myself watching that sort of two or three times and actually taking, yeah. taking bits from it. Yeah, because... It's it's amazing to watch him watch him play those shots. Yeah. But uh, you you do that excellently as well. Like, and it's kind of natural built. It's into actually you. something that you do well with your wedges. If we can just if you can just incorporate your wedge swing to, <laughs> to the rest, <laughs> it definitely is. And you know, like I developed that shot because, like again, just playing. Yeah. You know, uh, that shot. The shot you're talking about is the hundred yard shot. Yeah. Well, if if you watch that video that we recorded at the Heritage, I actually have yeah. it on in the background now, and you're about to hit. One into the third. I think, yeah, I into the third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I hit three of them. Yeah, on on that round, and you can actually, yeah, the evidence is on YouTube if you go onto YouTube. But uh, I hit three of them in that round and birdie twice from it. It's just a more controlled swing, isn't it? Yeah, but that was all because of, um, all because of the second hole in Nice Golf Club. Because yeah, yeah, because because it, it's an elevated green, I would always try a throw a high wedge, and it has this big false false front on it, and I would always try. Next thing, it's spinning high, off it. Yeah, spin off and come back, and I was like, Jenny, like, well, like I needed something, and we're lucky enough with the practice facilities that we have that there's a hundred yard, and that's kind of around the proximity that I was and I, I was kind of testing there just flinging balls and I was like I wonder how low I can send a ball yeah. towards that 100 yard flag like you know and get it to spin and stop like and that's when I kind of developed that shot so if it hits the false front it just skips up and it's able to get back you it's know not, and yeah it's not spinning off no it's not but then it grabs you know after two hops it like grabs rips and just stops well it's what it's all about the way it's game it's spin control you look what Rory's done yeah and, you know you watch Rory last year and you go onto Twitter and everyone's just giving off about his wedge game these things are sort of landing at the hole and spinning 20 feet yeah but he like how many times did he hold out last year yeah but now he's counteract that I think he was like number one you know, inside like 120 for the last sort of half of the season yeah. because he's. And he, I think the Canadian Open, we really seen him like yeah. do soft handed follow throughs and everything like that. It was pretty, pretty spectacular. But 
Okay, so you got down as a player. You were out there playing, you were out there doing your thing. Yeah. How did you kind of go to the plus handicap? Like, what, like, what started to really click for you? How did the hole become as I big remember, as it is for you? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually didn't have a great putting season this year. Hit the ball pretty good. I hit a lot of greens. So you sort of, that whole thing about patience, you know, when you're hitting 13, 14 greens around, yeah. you're not going to hold them all. But that just leads me into what I'm going to say. I remember sitting with Johnny Foster in one of the first coaching sessions. And he just said, Gribble, you know, um, I maybe said to him how do I get better you know like I remember going to university maybe off like one scratch he says for you to become a player he says you turn your weakness into your strength so I was already decent but it was a, I was always a very very average putter you know you had your, your days your streaky days but more often than not it was the 33 putts 34 putts 32 putts around yeah, yeah. so all of a sudden, if you can turn that 32 putts into 29 putts, more often than not, you've th- you've three shots better around. It turns a 74 into a 71 and it turns a 71 yeah, well, into is, a 68. Is, is that not like your proximity to the hole as well? Like, oh, absolutely. Because we, like, I know we talk about, you, about guys who are, who say they're, they're bad putters, but you're a bad putter because you're hitting it to 50 feet. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know... You, the average times you're getting down from 50 feet in, in two or in one, it's probably, you're probably more than likely to three putt those. Yeah. It's yeah, very so true. Because like, uh, out playing with you, like your arm play is, it's different level. Like, mm-hmm. And seeing it in real life, it, it, like how, how, how did your arms become that good? Working, I think working with Chris. Yeah. Yeah. And it was all about the body, the body movements with me. Like I, uh, I was always very, a very handsy player, you know, there wasn't a lot of rotation in the upper body. All of a sudden you start using your upper body more, controlling, yeah. you know, controlling hand speed, flight of the ball. Next thing you know, when you're playing, and like I actually enjoy playing and win now. Yeah, the way the way you can control the ball yeah. flight, it like, it, it does, it probably presents a new challenge for you. Exactly. And that's probably, that's probably why it is. But, um, I worked a lot actually Phil I'm just thinking like I, I sort of was one of those guys who although I was working with coaches I sort of bought into the, the training aid thing and I mean I had every training aid <laughs> under the sun <laughs> maybe that's a maybe that's one for a different podcast what, what training yeah, aids what actually training work yeah you know because I have a few as well and yeah interesting interesting but uh, go on but yeah, as I said, like it was a couple of the training aids. We'll not get into them all now. But there was one. There was a DST compressor. It was like a um, an angled, an angled shaft that set the club head back and like sort of a bit back. And I just worked on that for like six months. Okay. You know, and I remember all of a sudden these high sort of floaty eight irons just became these more penetrating eight irons. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't <laughs> even and like. Th- they were going the same distance if not further and I was swinging it like five, ten a mile an hour slower yeah yeah centerness of strike it, and everything you know yeah because that's what that's one thing I noticed with you we were we were in the swing studio in on Trackman yeah and I was swinging it around a seven iron around 88 miles an hour yeah and you, you were down around 82 but yeah you were hitting the ball much further than me just <laughs> Uh, efficiency wasn't it 
Uh, yeah, dynamic loft. Oh as yeah, well. yeah. Controlling that <laughs> dynamic loft and around yeah. like the twenty-one. I think you were up around twenty-four, twenty-five. Yeah. And I, that's that's a component that uh, that's how I met Bernard. Was actually uh, like I could barely hit a seven iron one hundred and thirty yards. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I had that speed, like you know, and that's literally delivering the wrong loft at impact. <clears throat> not, um, not the wrong loft. Well, it is the wrong loft. But, and that's what you're really good at. But I think that's where like amateur golfers nearly fall down. It's that high floaty shot that they can't control in the wind. And I think that's what's so nice about those wedges that you were talking about. Like, yeah, it's, it's and it's it's just a problem that I suffer with all the time. Like, is dynamic loft and it's something that I work on, try, try and work on constantly. Like, which you seem to have absolutely nailed down. Like, <laughs> but it even it even bleeds into driver and stuff. Because yeah. when you see like a high floaty driver, like, and then it's hitting the fairway and it's not running, you know, it's kind of like, oh, it's kind of a weak fly. I like to see like the flatter trajectory now, that real like piercing one. With driver? That's, yeah, that still gets the carry, but and runs as well. Oh, that sounds, that sounds like a ball flight. Everyone wish that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one we're all aiming for. It's isn't the one it? we're all aiming for. Whereas like when I'm, I don't know if you're talking about me there, uh, but. I nearly feel like I'm doing the opposite. You know, I feel like I'm hitting down on my irons, but in the driver, I'm literally trying to hit that thing into the clouds. I, I'm not anymore. No? Mm, no. Um, I used to. I used yeah. to, but then I was I was less accurate and I was kind of losing balls left and right and I didn't have a one-way miss. Yeah. So I started to essentially tee the ball down. Okay. You know, and that's that's one thing I noticed from playing with all you guys, like the <coughs> better golfers. You don't tee the ball very high with your drivers. Ah, this is probably higher than you think, Phil, because like I always struggle when I tee it down, I spin it more. Yeah, but it's not as high as you. I see a lot of amateurs do it, and the guys on YouTube tell you to do it. Yeah, you know that that's definitely not. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but it's something that everyone should actually play about with on the like on a driving range. Yeah, hundred percent. You, know, you know the tees you have in the driving range, like go into two or three different bays, working the small one, the middle one, the tall one. Yeah. Well, I was out in Palmerstown on the Trackman range there with Chris. Yeah. Uh, last week he beat you, did he? Uh, on which one? <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I actually couldn't hit driver there because the tee was too the tee on the mat was too big, too high. <laughs> yeah, it was too high. Yeah, Just couldn't do it. Like it was like a long drive tee. But like I'd never tee the ball that high on the golf course. I find I find like say you get a hole downwind. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll tee that thing to its oh, yeah, max. Yeah, that's that's when I'll tee it up. Like there is certain times, but like let's say the the fourth hole at nice. Okay, it's stroke index one. There's OB all the way right. Yeah, it's a dog, a slight dog leg left. I actually played it once. <laughs> you played well as well, yeah. <laughs> but um, like I'm not teeing the ball high there. I want control over that ball. I want it on the right side of the fairway down there. You know, yeah. um, a wee squeezed one. Yeah, that little squeezed one, and I think that's what you see better players do most of the time. Mm-hmm. It's not all about distance and length. They because it's more important that the ball stays in play. 
Oh, absolutely. They don't, they don't have penalty shots. And that's what I know. See, then there's a lot, of, a lot of people will critique what you've just said. Some, a lot of people teach now, like it, it is factful. We look at stats, the closer you are to the green from the tee, whether that be rough anywhere, yeah, your scores will be lower. I, I I agree with that a hundred percent, but to what end? Like I don't want to I don't want to lose four golf balls in a round because that's four penalty strokes minimum. Like. I know, but people say this; it's still it's a it's literally proven fact. Yeah, no, I I do get that, but like there's a time and a place. For oh, there's it. time like, and place. I think your guy. I'm not a hundred percent on it here, so I hope I don't misquote it. But like the likes yeah. of Deschambeau and that go with if the if they have eighty yards between out of bounds. Like trees don't count, bunkers don't count. They're hitting driver. Yeah, like uh, I would hit driver most places, but like let's say the the ninth at the heritage. Yeah, ha <laughs> ha. Like the one yeah. hole, the one hole you don't hit driver on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hit driver there. No, <laughs> you, yeah, I actually don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like so, there's it, control is something that I see you guys do all the time. Yeah. You're trying to avoid losing balls and to get down to your plus three or plus four handicap, you're minimizing mistakes. Minimizing mistakes, but I think it's the mindset. Like I remember always being very concerned what a shot and I was nearly going out trying not to lose instead of going out and trying to win. Yeah. You know, so you need that sort of that mix of the both. Not, that's that's not, exactly not being, where I am not at the being, moment. Yes, not being too scared to take shots on. Yeah. You know, yeah. like for you to get down to scratch, you know, you're going to, like, how many times have we talked about you? Like you hit your five wood, lovely. Yeah. And there's certain times there, like where, where you're 230, 240 out, and next thing you pull a six iron. <laughs> yeah. You know, for you, to, for you to get down to scratch, sometimes you're just going to have to accept, you know, I'm, going, I'm hitting this five wood and I'm just yeah. going to accept where it goes. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I I actually did that uh, in the match against you on you YouTube. Did. Yeah, I talked. <laughs> yeah. I talked you into it, did I? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, on no. the on the on the eight hole. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I think it was like two two thirty from the green, and I put it on with the five wood. Yeah. So, Whereas, uh, like maybe like, but still, I think five times out of ten, maybe you're probably going to lay that up. Yeah, I have got into a mentality where I'm nearly scared to play golf. Yeah. The and way that's that I thing. want to yeah. play. You're not going out trying to trying not to lose. You should be going out trying to win. That's where like yeah. these matches that I'm playing you on. You know, you go out and you're going to have to try and win instead of trying not to. Yeah, try not to make a mistake. Try not make a mistake and think, oh, if I could be two down today, I've actually done well. Yeah, yeah. That, that it definitely is the ment. It, it's a mentality switch because. Um, Again, it, it nearly comes back to the handicap thing and protecting your handicap, you know. But like, you need to take those risks. Like, it's like in business, oh, yeah, like you, you take a risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, like I do find myself doing that. Like, and being a bit more protective. And I think, stuff like yeah, that. like I think it's why, like, I didn't have a great record playing in the championships growing up at a younger age. You know, made a few cuts, but never, never anything. But I was just going out there and literally like trying not to shoot any. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Isn't it? Like, that's the yeah. mindset I was in. Like, I remember sort of thinking, what can I do to get out of playing this championship? And I'll be honest, yeah. like, I I was dreading them. Yeah. Even, if it was, like, even if it was going in playing well, I knew the way that course was going to be set up. I could shoot 84 here today, handy enough. It's like a while ago, Bernard did pull me aside and he was like, 
you know, you got to hit those clubs. And because I started to get very guidey. Yeah. And I think I'm nearly gone back into that mind phase. It's like when I make a swing change, I get very guidey, like, yeah, you know, and I kind of like, oh, I just want to, you know, you might be 150 yards and you're like, oh, I'll, t- I'll take a six iron, you know, and I'll just guide it into Yeah, you know? go close, sort of. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, just just go for it, like. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I think, yeah, you're right. I think mentality plays a major, major part. But um, I've also found that... Um, not only working with a coach for me has been great. I think uh, data tracking has been great. Your data tracking, yeah, yeah, like understanding, understanding where I'm going wrong and what needs to change. Well, I think been. it's probably going to be after getting your lessons, which I think is pivotal to getting better. Yeah, the, yeah. The software you use showing you the weakest part of your game. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes, like you, you know me. Sometimes I can spend hours out there on the chipping green and nice. Yeah, you know, just on my own chipping and putting, getting up and down. But it's like but I like, remember, the, remember the first time that we played with Bernard around Carton. I'll never forget oh yeah. it. Like what hole this is the par three? Like seven or eight, and you've just missed it left off a tight wet lie. Up you know, against the up against the collar, like pin maybe on like five or six. Like I'm going for the putter there every single day of the week. <laughs> I, I like I remember looking at Bernard and next because you're out with a wedge and I'm going, oh, this isn't gonna this isn't gonna go well. <laughs> and next thing you just glide this club underneath it off the wet turf, like it checks and runs to like a foot. And we both yeah. we, we both look at you going like <laughs> yeah, but like people think that's luck but i actually practice those things exactly exactly you know and uh if you actually go on to youtube i i have a video where i show you that drill um but uh yeah like i like i can fall victim to that and i know my up and down game is quite good mm-hmm. it's one of my strengths that and putting oh putting so is like, very very good uh but that's that like um I I can fall victim to practicing them for a long time because I'm quite good at it and like it can be fun. Yeah. You know, where I should really be working on compressing my irons more or like you know, my like basically my iron play. Yeah, you basically know? your overall iron play needs to get better. Yeah, yeah because like one thing like <laughs> One thing that uh, I love about the heritage that um, that I play there a lot is that I have to play longer irons into the greens. But it's what I always say to you when we walk off 18 in the heritage and you look at your bag, you have hit every single club in your bag. Yeah. It's just, yeah, yeah it's, that, it's that mix, that mix of nias, which is tight. You have a lot yeah. of wedges. And then that mix with the heritage where you have your longer irons, you've got your two, yeah, two uh, twenty par threes. Like that's that's the only bit where like I love Nace as a golf course. Yeah. But like it, it's a lot of driver wedge, driver wedge, driver wedge. And then I see that in my stats that, that the iron play has suffered. Yeah. You, you know? don't have a lot of long irons. You could probably throw the three, four, five out of your bag unless you're going into them into the par fives. Yeah. It's oh, the yeah. same as same as it's exactly the same as me growing up in Warren Point. Yeah, like yeah, unless you've had a good drive off one of the par fives and you've got three, four iron, you do hit them off the odd par four. But the, there's a, there's a couple of things I've noticed from um, 
kind of this journey down yeah. with the handicap is one, get a good coach. Oh, a coach you can number trust. One. Number one. Number one. Yeah, it's really got to be that. It's get a good coach, you know, and I was lucky enough to find that. Now, he, he wasn't the first guy that I came across. Oh, this is new. Yeah. This is new. No, no, he knows that himself. Oh, second, second best. No, no, he wasn't the first guy I came across, but he was the first guy that I trusted. Yeah, you know, enjoyed being around and getting lessons off, and was willing to go back to repeatedly. Um, um, but then being he was he was the one that got me in the right environment then. Being near golf club, I, yeah, yeah. Like, I think being in the right environment, people don't give that enough credit. Because it's if you're, oh, it's huge. Like you're talking like, about growing up with good players. Like, yeah, Nace is a breeding ground for good players. Yeah, yeah. It's mad. Yeah. It's mad the way it's working there. Like we're talking about Warren Point and Nace, these six thousand one hundred yard golf courses producing yeah. these golfers. Yeah, it is. Something it's, we'll have to look into. I think. Yeah, and then like you look at like Rob Moran, an elite amateur, like he's from the castle again. Oh, here a lot short. of good, a lot of good players come out of the castle as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. Alex so, Gleason, Daniel Holland, all the one of Barton Shield this year again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like so, there is something to be said for for being tied off the tee and then smaller greens and stuff like that. You learn to get up and down a lot. You learn to be accurate, you know, and just. Yeah, but being in the right environment was absolutely kind of key. But then another thing that like you don't hear on YouTube a lot is playing with better players. Just took like, the words right out of my mouth. Like playing with better players, being having the right coach in the right environment, playing with better players, like is just a mixture for you're going to get better. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and, it's, and, it's, and that's it's, it. I think it's the main thing why I sort of became half good at the game. Yeah, I but it's up, not about it's not about getting the new new driver. It's not about like like golf club companies want you to go get fit every two weeks. But like, no, no, no. <laughs> I think going to get fitted for a new driver is key. It's not walking. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's not walking into your. But it's not local the answer to get better at golf and lifting just one off the rack. No, but like it's not the answer to getting better at golf. You know, if you if you have a good coach, yeah. nowadays he's going to be a fitter, so he's going to guide you in that process. Okay, yeah, we'll mix, it, big, yeah. we'll mix in, the instead two. Of, yeah, instead of me being here going, oh, you know what, I had a lousy day today. I think those that five wood isn't working. I think I'll go get fit. It's like no, get, get a lesson. Oh, here, Phil, I was one for years, and if, if the putter didn't work, they get fired out of the bag, and there's a new one the next day. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, if you saw my putter that I used to put with <laughs> I actually thought it was a joke <laughs> yeah, most people did yeah. but that's that's the one uh, the main reason I stuck with Bernard was because I went there for lessons and I had just given up smoking yeah and my wife said okay use the budget that you uh, use the money that you would spend on uh, cigarettes and buy new golf clubs oh you know yeah so I was like perfect um, but Bernard actually after when I went to get fit he was like do you know what and this is why I'm saying get fit by a pro he said keep working on what you're working and then come back again 
I'm yeah, fit when you. you. Well, he's sort of looking there going, I'm, yeah, making, because he, I'm making changes to fill here if I fit him for a driver. Exactly. Or exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. But n- not only that, he like, to him, it wasn't about selling uh, it wasn't product. about the sale yeah yeah it was about making me a better golfer exactly you know and that's why I say um, custom fit isn't the answer to be a better golfer no 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 it, careful it's, it's careful. part of yes. the, it's part of the process of I becoming, think it's 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 actually number two in the stage it's lessons and then it's a proper custom fit yeah and it's got to be with either oh, yeah, your prop. coach or a PGA professional oh absolutely yeah you know because yeah. they know where your game is at by looking at your swing and stuff like that and they're not yeah we're not yeah, having a go sent- at the, the golf stores here but when you go in they're basically yeah. looking for their seal yeah pretty much pretty much and that's what that's what stood out to me with Bernard like he wasn't and even though like every club in my bag has come from him yeah you know that's because of that because I knew he wasn't just there to sell me clubs. He wanted to make me a better golfer. And that's why I'm saying if you have a good coach, it's worth its weight in gold. Yeah, and you know, sometimes it's, uh, you find Bernard, it's it's floating around a few coaches, you know, maybe seeing what they're sort of going to do to you, you know, maybe go two or three times and then maybe picking one. Because every basically every coach te- teaches different stuff. Yeah, you yeah. know they'll I, have their way of teaching. Yeah, I've been floating around a few different coaches the last sort of year, just to see what everyone's teaching. You know, from my own teaching, basically. Yeah, you know, everyone's slightly different. Sort of fundamentals are always quite similar, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah. What's your style going to be? I'm not too sure. <laughs> Can't give away any any secrets over this. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. <clears throat> But then I think it's underestimated what uh, playing with good players is is actually like. It brings you on immensely. It really does. It yeah. really does. And, and all of a sudden one, you find yourself level power after 15 holes because the guys around you are two or three under and you're not even yeah. thinking. Yeah, you're you not know, thinking, you're, thinking, you're just oh, trying to keep up. Let's, let, I want to get to two or three under. <laughs> but like it's, um, it's as well seeing that golf... You can make mistakes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and don't beat yourself up. Like most of these, like watching yourself and you're not really beating yourself up if you, if you had to have a bad shot, you just make the next shot better. Like, well, I used to, (laughs) let's just say I used to, it comes with uh, age, I think. It comes with experience. Experience. Yeah. Yeah, you know, experience and knowing that, that we're, not, we're shot, not perfect. Like, yeah, that shot isn't going to make or break the round. But the attitude that how you the deal attitude with that might, shot. yeah, yeah, you know. So, uh, not and understanding what scratch golf looks like is, I think, uh, a big thing because on like. If you look at DP World Tour or the PGA Tour, you're watching highlight reels. And also you know? you're watching the guys at the top of the leaderboard every week. Yeah, but yeah. like you're, you're watching highlight reels and you're watching not the full round. You're not taking in what's actually what's actually happening, like the missing of the greens, the getting up and down, you know, the scrappy pars, you know, I the always, good, yeah. I always say the if good you go, bogeys. If you go to a tournament, go to like the say you're there the second day, find the guys on the cut line. 
Yeah, the ones fighting for the, it. The ones fighting for it. Not the guys at 12, 13 under who it's easy that week for. Go to the yeah. guys who are fighting to make the cut, fighting for their living. Uh, That's we, what golf like we, is. Yeah, we, we, we played around there a while ago in Arklo. Yeah. And like, I think it was after the seventh hole. Like the two of us were scrapping for pars. Like oh, yeah. we, we, we literally wasn't pretty. Like, wasn't pretty. <laughs> you were in the bunker. I was behind the bunker. Yeah, I had to, I had to flop it over the bunker, and then you had to take it out of the bunker. But the two of us ended up making par, and then you were just like, "Jenny, we're fine for everything at the bottom." But <laughs> I, I, yeah, even here, even the hole before it, the hole after it, there was like five or six holes in a row where we're just like this up and down and for pars. Sometimes yeah. I love those rides. Yeah, but like it, understanding that golf isn't like, oh, I'm pinging it to 20 feet and, you know, I'm just going to miss my birdie put and tap it in. Like, you know, sometimes like you've got to make the 10, 15 footers for par and, you know, it's just got to be done. And what? Here, it's a strange, strange game, but it's why we all love it. And it's why yeah. we all, no matter how bad you play, if you have the opportunity to play the next day, you're going back. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't play at the moment. I oh. have a, a little injury in my hand. So, yeah, we're uh, going to look after that. Um, it, well, that's another thing you can talk about: injury prevention. Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing now: once once the hand heals up, I'm going to start kickboxing again, which is my other sport. Not sure um, that'll work too well with the golf. <laughs> oh, it does. It does because it's rotational based as well. Yeah, but you're also getting hit. Yeah, but you're you're becoming more explosive as well, and it's good for speed. Yeah, well, there's a lot of stuff on Instagram and YouTube now about golf fitness. I think that's a major. Yeah, golf fitness for people to get better, as you said, the rotational stuff. Yeah, yeah, like uh, it's nearly the same power source in golf as it is kickboxing, and that's why I, I kind of want to go is back. It? All core. Yeah, all corn legs. But you look, you look at all that stuff now. I follow a couple of guys on Instagram are showing like the like the the forehand in tennis, the hitting off a baseball. I was watching a guy yesterday um, with ice hockey. The movements are all so similar. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you know, but like I'll, I'll they, tell they a story. Like I'm, we were I was over in the Belfry a few months ago, and we we're talking about dynamic stretching. You know, before you go out, yeah. And they asked us, you know, what do you do before you play? And I'm like, uh, a couple of cigarettes and a coffee. You know, you know, joking. <laughs> you know, if it's a rain, that's trial, honest. That's yeah, honest, right? I was. That's it. And then all of a sudden, it's a sixth hole before you're you're yeah. loose. Yeah. And they went through. They got guys to hit um, a six iron. They were looking at ball speed, club head speed so the guys hit their four shots and then you go through uh, six exercises dynamic exercises so the, the constant movement not your static yeah, exercises yeah. which aren't great for the thing and then I can't remember like Ian there Ian won't mind me saying this uh, I was watching him after the stretch and he said this boy is bucked he is <laughs> bucked there is no way he is swinging this club faster now so he hits his four more shots and it's like six mile an hour club head speed after this dynamic stretching. Yeah. Yeah. Gain. yeah you know, like yeah. all it takes is five minutes before you play golf. Yeah. Like we would dynamic warm up dynamically for kickboxing like because yeah. it's so intensive like yeah. to warm up the limbs, warm like open up the hips and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it does help. And it's something, something like I should have been doing it, but I've never actually... 
um, done it warming up for golf. Yeah, but and I don't know maybe, why. Maybe we should do uh, some sort of test in our video on it. Interesting, interesting, yeah. because it's something that like me and me and my wife Rosanna here in the house when we go on the heavy bag or as we're doing pad work or schooling or stuff like that we'll always warm up we'll start skipping and then we'll you know do do some dynamic stretching yeah. and, and stuff like that and you're kind of ready to go at that point but like nothing it wouldn't I, even come into your mind before you tee it up yeah, on the first yeah you know it's like nobody's gonna hit me here you know what I mean? i'm not trying to get out of way of a punch but when yep. you think about what you're actually doing to your body like the body movement it's, yeah it's, it's the strangest sport in the sense that um you're standing you're nearly standing still like and i say nearly standing still because you do want to keep moving you don't want to yeah <laughs> well i do anyway but then you're swinging a club at like 100 plus miles an hour it's like within a couple of a couple of seconds yeah you know that's it's mental when you think about it like but it's why all um, these guys are in the gym yeah to get stronger and stuff like that so you can mm-hmm. but at the same at the same time like yeah but it's injury prevention as well yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But like, uh, my my friend, he is a professional kickboxer, and that's he trained me for years, and I trained with him for years. But um, it's it's not only that. Like, he he would do it for injury prevention, but when you do it in certain ways, like high intensity training, it can help with dealing with sugars and oh yeah, and uh, with your body and stuff like that. There is a lot of health benefits to it, other than other than in injury pre- prevention especially when you get to uh the older ages that we're at now <laughs> <laughs> it does help yeah but, uh, i think if anyone's uh on twitter there if they look at i think it's mike carl is it fit for golf he's a lot of good oh, yeah, stuff yeah. a lot yeah, of good he's stuff good. he's good but uh so what what, what do we summarize pga pro lessons yeah, definitely lessons, underestimated lessons. And nearly, I would take YouTube with a pinch of salt. Oh, here, you might get a little snippet of something that might work. Yeah. You know, yeah, but like... There's a lot of good stuff out there, but there's a lot of clickbait out there it's as not, well. There is a lot of good stuff out there, but, like, but it, it might be for you. No. Which which is the problem, like yeah. you know, and that's that's why I think getting a good coach is far more important than anything else. Being in the right environment is far more important playing than with better else. players it, and playing with better players. And once you have that mix, everything else will kind of take care of itself. Custom fit, you know, custom fit. You'll get, you're, yeah, you're, you'll get custom fit then because you're around those players. You're with a good coach, and he'll want you to excel. So he yep. he will do all those things kind of for you, not for you, but like he'll he'll suggest them and walk you down that road, like. Because the last thing you want to do is just be spending good money after bad money, like trying to fix something that YouTube has kind of yeah. wrecked on me, <laughs> you know, that way. Yeah. Um, like, take YouTube for what it is. It's entertainment. Very much know? so. Well, very it's much entertainment, so. Yeah. you know. Um, the how-tos, yeah, they're great on, on YouTube, but with something as personal and as technical-based as the golf swing, like we all swing it different. Oh, everyone's like, different. You, Their body shape's you, different. Yeah, yeah. You you don't know where your hands are at impact, where your dynamic loft is. You know, 
and that's where a PGA pro that you know and you trust comes in and, and can really help you in that sort of especially one with sort of um, a launch monitor of some sort don't mm-hmm. you think someone uh, PGA Pro with a launch monitor if you could find one of them I, even better yeah I think I think a launch monitor nowadays is kind of necessity it, it's a yeah it's it's a must yeah. and like gone are the days where like um, you like it just got to be one there he's got to be looking at numbers because uh, it's like they're they're trying to improve impact yeah you know and, and impact is what it's all about like you know, and nobody can. <laughs> I don't think anybody can noticeably look and go, "Oh yeah, that's that's that." Like you know, oh, what do you mean, like of, that path? Well, you sort of look yeah. at the ball flight. You can have a sort of a, a very good understanding. You can understand. have a rough guess. Yeah. You yeah. can have a rough guess, but like you can't be like, "Oh, you were you were seven degrees into out there," like you know that way. And yeah, having having that ability uh, that quick, it 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 also optimizes your money that you're spending. Yeah, which is a big thing in golf. We all know how expensive it is. Yeah, golf can be expensive. And when you're optimizing the money, like it's it's like, well, do you want to bring your car to a mechanic who doesn't have a a reader to plug into your car to tell them what's wrong? Like, yeah. Do you want him rooting around your car for a couple of hours charging you by it? You know, no, you don't. You want the answers quick. You know, that's what it's all about, I think. Well said, Philip. Well said. <laughs> well there you go guys it's all about mindset it's all about playing with good players it's all about uh, being in the right environment and having the right coach that's what it's all about and then just grinding after that that's what I feel anyway would range. that be correct Ryan? range 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 I thought you were a player <laughs> I'm just I was just thinking there one of the I, I put a tweet out to asking Guys, how do you get better at golf? And a couple wrote back, range, range, range. Well, yeah, I, I don't know about the range. Well, I just, I was never a range guy. You know, sitting, hitting, uh, it's all right for your fundamentals. But all of a sudden, when you get in onto the golf course and the ball's two foot above you, I tell you what, the range doesn't help you sort that problem out. No, it doesn't. And I do find that um, I, I, I can hit the ball really well on the range. Yeah. So we all can. When I go to the yeah, when I go to the golf course, it's it's a different story. I'm, I'm a bit more nervous, and suddenly that that Pro V one in my hand it costs a lot more money than that basket <laughs> yeah, of balls. That five euro ball <laughs> yeah. that you're trying you know, to it's, hit two hundred yards over a water hazard. Yeah, it's kind of like oh, I don't know. Yeah. I think I might pull up, pull up, and lay up. You know, so. <laughs> uh, I think the range, yeah, like there is something to be said for just hidden balls. You know, it can. It's just sort of monotonous. I find myself doing it and actually not even thinking sometimes. Yeah, but I think there's something different being out on the golf course, grinding out a score. Yeah, like that. But like you might be different. Exactly. People might be different. This is just myself and Phillips, sort of. Yeah, like people might be different. Yeah, you know that's that that's okay. But like, I do go to the range, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna live there like. Like after fifty balls, I'm I'm kind of tired of being there. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and I want to go to the course. You know, I'll hit the hundred balls, but the rate I hit the second fifty is it's a lot, lot quicker. Faster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, sometimes I do have to slow myself down because I'm like, oh, I did it. If you can go through a rain session the way you would on the golf course, you know, through your pre-shot routine. 
etc. Yeah, there, there's, there's a topic that we didn't cover actually pre-shot routine. Oh, there's too many to cover, Philip, really. <laughs> do, you, do you have a pre-shot routine? Yeah. Yeah. I think because uh, I, I had a conversation with somebody and they were talking about yeah. uh, <clears throat> they were having issues thinking technical thoughts over the ball. Yeah. And after reading Rob Rotella's Bob Rotella. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Bob Rotella. Um after reading his book and understanding the pre-shot routine, mm-hmm. I, I kinda spent time at the range developing one. Yeah. You know, that I can repeat all the time. And I suggested it to this guy, and he's only playing golf a couple of years. Yeah, and he he was like, "Well, I can't develop a pre-shot routine." He felt he wasn't good enough to have a pre-shot routine, and he needed to get the technical things sorted before he would. Yeah, but to me, that was um, not the point of the pre-shot routine. The shot point of the pre-shot routine is to get rid of those technical thoughts so it's it's nearly a, a trigger of go yeah once you stand over the ball I can just go here yeah yeah I and remember um, Johnny Foster working with him and him getting me to hit like four shots and going through my pre-shot routine and him timing it yeah you know four times and if it was in like a second each time it was good but if it wasn't it was like we need to work on this yeah yeah because uh that's another thing that I've noticed playing with uh, better players like yourself like Bernard um, you, you just don't take much time no, over but the ball. I think I think the likes of Bernard and myself are actually a wee bit quicker than, than most yeah you'd be quicker than most but you're not like I, I see a lot of people taking a long time to hit the ball yeah it's just it's just so many distractions come into your mind then isn't it it really is like and with you guys it's like there's my target hit hit <laughs> and like it's over yeah and uh, you, you know and the outcome is generally alright <laughs> generally alright generally <laughs> yeah it's generally pretty good listen guys I think we're gonna leave it there but um, jump into the comments get to us on Twitter and everything tell us uh, tell us how we're doing Give us some feedback and uh, rate the podcast. Oh, yeah. If you want, that'd be great. Feedback would and be good. Yeah, feedback would be great. Because, you know, we're, uh, we're both new to this, so. Yeah. Um, but we're going to leave it there. I see it's coming up on nearly an hour now. Wow. <laughs> well, I think, think so. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll leave it there. And that was enjoyable, Ryan. Yeah, and, thanks, Phil. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye.